Now, a harmful algal bloom, better known as red tide, has been building up uh, off uh, the west coast, about 220 kilometers north of Cape Town at Elands Bay. And uh, this, we understand, has resulted in several marine species actually washing up on the beach. And uh, the marine species include rock lobsters, octopus, uh, white mussels, and some fish species. Now, poisoning uh, may either uh, take place through the consumption of contaminated seafood or by toxic aerosols or water-bound compounds that cause respiratory and skin irritation. So for more on this, uh, we join on the line now by Dr. Grant Pitcher, who is a specialist scientist and also aquaculture research at, a researcher at the Department of Agriculture, Forestry and Fisheries. Thank you so much for your time this afternoon, Dr. Pitcher. Good afternoon. It's a pleasure. So firstly, um, this kind of um, a marine event is apparently not uncommon, but please briefly explain to us how and why red tide actually forms. Yeah, well, the um, the West Coast is a, is a very productive system, and um, in that we get this, what we term upwelling events, which supply nutrients to the surface waters. So we get large algal blooms in response to those nutrients. And um, at this time of the year, um, sometimes, especially when the southeasterly winds drop, these blooms tend to move inshore, and they congregate in very high densities. That's why they discover the water and they turn red tides. But they also become um, removed from the nutrient source, which is the deeper waters, and then they start decaying. And when they decay, they use up the oxygen through microbial respiration, and that is typically what we've been seeing off the west coast over the last few days. And the mortalities we've seen mostly of rock lobster and the Yellens Bay region have been a consequence not of toxins but of low oxygen waters. So, Dr. Pitcher, how often does this happen? Well, typically these blooms form every year. What varies is the size of the blooms and whether they, how much they congregate onshore and um, become trapped in, in shallow waters because that's when the decay process happens. The mortality event we saw in Yellens Bay mostly on Friday was in fact um, quite a small event. It was probably only 1,000 kilograms, whereas I think in the past, I think a couple of decades ago now, we saw events of 2,000 tons of rock lobster, so vastly bigger events. But of course, this bloom hasn't gone away yet, but it has moved south. We can track these blooms using satellites, and uh, we see that the bloom that now moves south of Yellens Bay. Um, it's now in the region of the Berg River Mouth, and that also poses risks. Again, some years back, we saw the bloom move into the mouth, and um, that caused very large fish mortalities, especially harders or mallets. And in fact, it also caused them, um, when oxygen becomes extremely low for a little while, then you get hydrogen sulfide, which is also a poison which then poisons um, marine life extensively. So we hope this bloom doesn't actually enter into the estuary itself. But at the moment, it's sitting right off the Logra Bay Estuary. So what does it actually look like? Uh, you know, if, if, if you were to come across this, what would you actually see? Well, the bloom itself is just a very dis- it's a strange discoloration of the water. These um, blooms tend to be a sort of reddy brown color. And um, at night, in some cases, they're in fact bioluminescent. If you looked at a, um, under a microscope, you would see a little organism that's um, uh, 
probably about 50 microns, which is a millionth of a, a meter in size, so you can't see them with the naked eye. And these little organisms capable of fact, swimming. So they can actually regulate their, um, their distribution in the water column, and that's why they can accumulate near the surface, especially during the day. They seek sunlight, and um, that's why they can cause this massive discoloration of the water. And um, that's why we can see them from satellites, because of their discoloration. Dr. Pitcher, what sort of threat does this uh, red tide pose uh, for marine and human life? Well, marine life specifically is this problem with anoxia. If these blooms linger in shallow waters, as I say, they'll die and they'll end up um, um, consuming all the oxygen. But in some cases, you get the species that dominate these blooms are, in fact, some toxin producers. And then they become a risk to, to human health. And um, it's impossible for us to monitor the blooms all over the place all the time, so we're uncertain as to whether these blooms are, always, are presently toxic. But um, that's why we're presently advised that some um, people do not collect um, filter-feeding shellfish, which are able to um, serve as vectors of the toxin to humans. And are there any signs uh, that one could look out for if you suspect for any reason, if you're in that vicinity around Elans Bay, that you may have been poisoned, uh, for example? Well, if you, um, if you eat um, shellfish, um, there, there are two forms of poison that um, could, um, be, could be subjected to. The one would be diuretic shellfish poisoning, and obviously that gives you diarrhea, nausea, etc., but, um, and that's not that serious. But the other one is a, is a nerve toxin um, called paralytic shellfish poisoning, and that attacks your nervous system or it interferes with um, your nervous system, and you actually become paralyzed, and um, you, in fact, end up stop breathing if the, the dose of the toxin is sufficiently high. And um, that, that's, these can be fatal. And uh, then just finally, Dr. Pitcher, from the department side, uh, what sort of plans do you have in place to deal with red tide? Well, specifically in terms of the mortalities, um, there's an extensive plan in place which involves many groups of um, people, including the police force, municipalities, etc., etc. And they've been working quite hard um, over the last few days, keeping the beaches clean, um, removing dead lobsters, and in fact, returning um, live lobster to um, adjacent waters that are in fact um, rich in oxygen. Well, Dr. Pitcher, thank you so much for your time. Uh, and uh, that was Dr. Grant Pitcher, specialist scientist on aquaculture research at the Department of uh, Fisheries. And uh, that's very interesting, that story there. And uh, you can see a picture. I see um, uh, either Mulebukheng or Tsulu has actually put up a picture of what that red tide actually looks at. Uh, kind of beautiful. But uh, as you heard there, uh, perhaps not the best thing uh, for our health.